time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, out of the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's take a look at some of the highlights from Volume 25, Issue 26, dated June 27th. First up, saving s'mores. As fire bans happen earlier and earlier, these fire pits can let you stare into the flames mostly year-round. By Nicole Vulcan. It's a primal urge to stare into the flames under a blue-black bonnet, alive with tiny white stars. Evolutionary anthropologist Daniel Fesser of the University of California, Los Angeles, has an explanation about humans' attraction to fire, saying in a 2012 article with Live Science that adults' fascination with fire is a direct consequence of not having mastered it as a child. Fessler contended that modern humans may not be required to make fire to survive, but in us is still that urge to know how to wield it. Maybe that's why many of us can be found staying up way later than we should, sitting around a campfire, staring into those ever-changing licks of flame. That is, until the next fire ban. Last year's fire that decimated Paradise, California, woke me up to the notion that indeed it can happen here. A dear friend lost her home in that blaze, and Central Oregon seems to be only a slightly wetter summer tinderbox than Northern California. When fire officials announced a temporary fire ban in parts of the state earlier this spring, months ahead of the normal late summer bans, it seemed a portent of what's to come, with our long, now green grasses soon turning to yellow. That got me thinking, selfishly, frivolously, there go my s'mores. During a fire ban, I'm guessing not a few of you have found yourselves attempting to make s'mores over the open flame of your Coleman stove. But there is a better way. The portable gas-powered fire pit. Each of the three portable pits I checked out offers that tantalizing flame we humans are so drawn to, and enough of it that you can cook a dog or a s'more over it. Next, preparing for wildfire season. In the midst of heightened awareness about the risk of wildfires, Dozen trained to become qualified wildland firefighters by Keely Damara. Summer has arrived, with fire season right on its tail, and the memory of last year's destructive wildfires aren't far off from the collective minds of various state and federal agencies tasked with preventing and responding to Oregon wildfires. Last week, 58 students from various agencies received several days of training organized by the Central Oregon Fire Management Service to become qualified wildland firefighters. In addition to in-class training that focused on communication and team-building skills, the students spent June 20th training in a live fire exercise just south of Sisters. We tagged along. Larray Guillory, Assistant Fire Management Officer with the Sisters Ranger District and Burn Boss for the live fire exercise, said the students spent the day learning how to attack fires directly and indirectly utilizing hand tools. They're doing what we call direct attack, which is they're building a handline perimeter to contain the fire directly on the fire's banks, said Guillory. The other piece of what they're learning today is really just to work within the incident command system. The incident command system is the glue that holds together the various agencies that respond to wildfires. Setting up a structure of command and breaking groups down into small, manageable sizes for better communication. During the live fire exercise, June 20th, trainees could be heard passing messages, as well as the occasional high-five, 
down the line from person to person, like a giant game of telephone. And finally, fireworks, do's and don'ts. Last year, a man lit Pilot Butte on fire. This year, city leaders are coming out in mass to prevent illegal fireworks and respond to complaints. By Chris Miller. Fireworks are part of the American DNA. They're how we celebrate Independence Day, New Year's Eve, and other milestones. Used responsibly, they can garner oohs and ahs from people sitting in lawn chairs watching the colors explode overhead and listening to the sonic booms. However, if used irresponsibly, fireworks can cause property damage and even loss of life. According to the National Fire Protection Agency, on average each year, fireworks start 18,500 fires, cause an average of three deaths and 40 injuries, and result in $43 million in property damage. Last July 4th, a 29-year-old Ben man accidentally lit Pilot Butte on fire with an illegal firework. The blaze burned about 10 acres and left 27,000 people without power. Alan Stout got 90 days in jail and was ordered to pay about $20,000 in restitution. Ben Fire Department's Battalion Chief, Public Information Officer Dave Howe, said the way the winds were blowing that day, the fire easily could have jumped Highway 20. And if it had been a little drier last year, it would have. The biggest issue with fire spread in a wildland fire is the ember storm and flaming brands, which can blow out ahead of a flaming front and ignite spot fires as much as one quarter to one half mile downwind, Howe said. So we ask people to remove anything combustible for five feet around any wooden structural element, like a house, a fence, or a deck. This year, the city of Bend is pairing police officers with fire inspectors for an illegal fireworks task force to respond exclusively to illegal fireworks calls in late June and early July, according to the city. For more on these and other stories, pick up the latest edition of The Source Weekly for free wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon, or log on to bendsource.com. I'm Sam Scholl.